0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. What an awesome family that we have. What an awesome body of Christ we have. And it's not just here. There are other churches throughout Mildura that that are gathering together right now. There's other churches out throughout Australia that are gathering right now. So can we just pray for them? Father, I thank you for the body of Christ. Lord, we, we manifest our worship in different ways. We have different tastes, just like some people like McDonald's. Oh. And other of us, others of us like good brides for our South African friends. Um, barbecues by other terms. But Father, thank you for the body of Christ. We speak favourably right now over the body of Christ. Father, I thank you for what you are doing through the church by your spirit at the moment. We want to partner with heaven. We want to be ambassadors of reconciliation in our homes, in our marriages, in our families, in our workplaces. Wherever we go, we want to be Jesus to this world. So, Father, we speak favour over the body of Christ. We speak release over the body of Christ. No religious spirits over the body of Christ at all. We absolutely denounce the spirit of religiosity and we proclaim freedom. It is for freedom that Jesus has set us free. Thank you for freedom over the body of Christ. And Father, thank you for what you are doing, even though it might not look like stuff is happening. We know you've already moved and you're just calling us forward, calling us into the destiny that you've made for us. Thank you, Father, for this time. We ask for your blessing on it. May every mind be open to the Spirit this morning. Father, I thank you for the words that you've already ordained for us to speak. But Father, I thank you for the revelation that each is going to hear. May every heart be open, may every ear be open, may every eye be open right now to what the Spirit is saying. May we be able to see afresh, hear afresh and understand afresh in Jesus' mighty name. Who agrees with that? Amen. Elbow bump, fist bump, shake hands, whatever you need to do with those around you. Awesome. So we're doing a little bit different today. Oh, that one's yours. This one's mine. The capped duo. They put our chairs so far apart, it looked like Kylie and I had had a fight or something. You know, like.
1: Don't come too close.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I've got to be honest with you. I, my uncle is an astounding worker. He is amazing. I don't even know how old he is, but he's younger than me and um, he helped me um, cut up some firewood and I had to get up at like five o'clock this morning to start stretching just to be able to come to church and as soon as we got into worship I went I'm going to dance because that's what we're meant to do we're actually meant to dance and I went, Cassie thank you for that song here I stand with you know, hard abandonment, arms raised to God. That is worship. That is yeah. praise right there. Yeah. If you think that that's a religious thing, if you think that that's what Pentecostals do, no, it's not. Go back before Pentecost. The Bible's full of it, mm-hmm. where they raise their hand. Yeah. praise is all about raising your hands yeah. and being demonstrative towards God in your attitudes. And I want to shake off some religious spirit. It is trying to get hold of us at the moment. Um, through the whole church, through the whole world. I'm hearing like prophetic words coming out again and again and again against religious spirits. And um, we don't want religious spirit. Number one, I said this to Steve when he was here. Didn't we have an awesome time? Oh. And it, ha- and it didn't finish.
1: No. No. Did it finish finished.
0: for you? Did it finish for you? No. Sucks to be you. It should not finish. Mm. That wasn't an event. That was a transformation. Mm. Sorry, you're going to Amen. say something. I, I'm.
1: I'm just agreeing with you.
0: I've. I'm really. I've been getting this stirring in my spirit about how much um, religion has infiltrated church, mm. and I'm not talking about churches where. You know, I would love to wear a kilt in church. I'm not against men wearing dresses, okay? Because <laughs> I'm—I am 43%. That could be Scottish. Taken out of context. Yeah, Will Fangerlock is with me. What do you call that thing you wear? Not a sari. That's an Indian. You know, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, still couldn't hear it. <laughs> You're behind the post there. I'm not against priests wearing dresses. I want to wear a kilt, you know, but that's not religious. I am 43% Scottish so yeah it shows sometimes but do you know that religiosity can sneak in really easily mm. into our lives because we start saying no no that's not how it happened it has to happen like this wouldn't you hate it if you did you went away on a holiday with your kids and you had fun And then you went away on another holiday and they just wanted to keep doing the same stuff over and over and over and over again. Have you ever had a child where they come, you know, you come into a room and the kids look, hey, uncle here or whatever, you know, and and you do a backflip and you do the splits and you throw them up in the air and they're like, ah, do it again. (laughs) And then you do it again and they're like, do it again. And you're like, I'm getting bored with this. And not only that, it's killing me. Um. That's why God says, sing a new song, not just complain about the same old things and don't complain about, oh, it should be done like this. I don't agree with that in church and I don't agree with this. God is about to kick the stuffing out of that attitude in the church. And to be honest, I welcome it. Because I, I don't Bring know how much religiosity I've got inside me. Yeah. But I know that there's things that we do religiously that I'm like, Father, I want to be led by your spirit. I don't want to be led by a pattern, a pro, you know, a program. Even though we need those things. to to have decently in an order, but God is about to shake things. He's already is. He's shaking things up. The whole planet's had a shake-up, and we're catching up with what he wants to do. And and so many of us are caught up in the pattern of the world. What's the world doing? What's the world's response? Oh, why isn't the government doing this? Like, the government knows what it's doing. (laughs) Uh, God knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, Yeah. We, we think in the Pentecostal charismatic church that we don't have religion. That's, you know, that's the more staid churches have religion. We're free. But but we still try and confine God to doing things the way that we're comfortable with him doing them. We still want him to turn up between t- 10 and 12 on Sunday and, you know, do what he needs to do in my life. and And don't ask me to you know, connect with him beyond that or you to mess that. up my life yeah. from Monday to Friday or, you know, we've got half an hour for worship and then we've got this long for the word of God and God better turn up because that's my time frame because I've got other I've stuff I've got to lunch do after this. The rest of the time, you know. And we think we don't have religion. We we reek of it sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Because we still try and confine. Come on the sovereign god. Go you good thing. We still try and put him in our time frame. In we try and say turn up like this, work like this, but don't do that because that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Or don't do that because that might make someone else feel uncomfortable. We we do have religion. Yeah. And we need to be aware of it and on guard against it yeah. because I feel like God wants to be set free in his church to do what he wants to do the way that he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, however it looks like, whether it shakes us up, whether it makes us uncomfortable, whether it's seeker sensitive or not seeker sensitive, what however he wants to turn up, however he wants to move, we don't have to give him permission. He is the sovereign God. It's his church after all. It doesn't belong to us. It's his church. And we need to take our grubby little hands grubby. off the church and say, God, do whatever you want to do. Turn up however you want to turn up. And it doesn't have to fit into our time frame and our, our politically correct you know, box. He can be whoever he wants to be.
0: Galatians 5, it is for freedom. Yeah. It is for freedom that Jesus has set us free. So don't go back into the old bondage Mm. of slavery. And that's not just talking about sin there. You know, that's not talking about sin. It's actually talking about missing the mark for what God has for your life and your purpose here on the planet. Mm -hmm. And if you think you're just an insignificant nobody and you're doing, you know, I just go to work and I just do this, no, then you've been deceived. You're listening to the wrong voice. Who told you that? Who told you that you're only this or only that? Or are, No, I'm not demonstrative in my praise and worship. This is my praise and worship, Stephen. I'll stand here like this or like this. Or I'll just sit down because I can't do that. But gee, isn't it funny when I have to wait in line for Maccas? I can, I can stand there for a long time. Or if I have to go to the footy and everyone is in front of me, I have to stand up and watch it. But when it comes to house of God, I've got to sit down straight away. It's, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just somehow, some of us need to shake it off and we need to start dancing in the presence of God. We need to start shouting in the presence of God. I whistle in the presence of God. I love it because it's a loud thing that I don't have to hurt my voice with. <laughs> and if you think, oh, you shouldn't be making a I had somebody once telling me that's improper for you to make that noise in church. And I said, show me a scripture. Show me in the word of God where it doesn't say make a loud noise. Show me where it says, do not shout to the Lord all the earth. We've got to shake some stuff off, people. And even some of us in our, (laughs) get these words right. We can put on the pretense of being free, but it's still religion. We can be like, oh, I can wave my hands and I can sing loud. I I can, the singers are singing the song and I can sing in the spirit over the top of that. Really? If you've got pride in that, that's Religion. That's religion right there and it's deception. We want to be free. But what does freedom look like? I started singing this song during the week and I'm going to sing it, Zach, because you prompted me. Zach, didn't Zach do a great job when he sang a couple of weeks back? You might have said, gee, he was off key. We'll, we'll wait until you hear me. <laughs> I'm free to do what I want. I'm free to do what I want any old time. We're not free to do what we want. We are, fr- we are free to get the privilege to do what he wants yeah. through us. Yeah. That's what freedom is. Yeah. Freedom is understanding who you are. Freedom is understanding who God made you to be and who he's called you to be. It's not about I'm finally free so I can spend what I want to spend on me. I'm finally free to have the time to do what I want to do with my time because I've worked hard for this. And and to be honest, God wants you to have fun. God wants you, but he wants it to be directed towards him, not directed towards you. Because when you do it to you, it's really... It it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because you want more. You want more. And if you're you're not being satisfied with... uh, I'm getting off track here because I've got these notes. And I only write notes to see how close I get to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Who received and has gone over the first epistle of St. Stephen? Yes? It was sent out. Everyone was emailed it. Who didn't get it? If you didn't get it, then check your junk mail.
1: It was a letter from Steve McCracken.
0: Or you haven't given us your email.
1: If you're wondering what he's talking about.
0: So (laughs) while Steve and Sally were here, they wrote a letter to our church. It's the first epistle he has ever written to the church, and it's to our church. Mm. And it had some significant things in it. Two of them that I want to just... Speak out because I feel like we need to... Number one, there was a whole bunch of things in there. But the primary ones today I want to talk about, and we probably won't discuss them again, but <laughs> like this morning, speak well. Speak well. And um, God wants us to speak well. Speak well of our leaders. Speak well of one another. Um there have been some prophetic words coming around and being spoken to the church about the witchcraft in the church. Because witchcraft is anything that is manipulation, intimidation or domination. That is what witchcraft is. And sometimes we speak poorly of one another We do not speak well of one another when we're meant to encourage one another. We look down on those, oh, why are they behaving like that? And oh, that's not what the Bible says they should be doing. The Word of God actually says that those that are stronger in faith are to uphold those that are weaker in faith, not point out their faults and condemn them. Because there is now, oh sorry iPad, now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That means you can't have it in you, you can't have it coming out of you and you can't have it put on you. There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus I'm really passionate about this this morning. I hope you're catching that. But why? Because I've been transformed. I've had my eyes open to something that I have desired for so long. Kylie and I have been praying for our church to not be a successful church, but to be a victorious church. Because I don't want your families just to be successful, to have money, to send your kids off to universities, the best ones, or boarding schools, or, or have drive the best cars and have the, the best in life. I don't want success for you. I want victory for you. Success may come along in that. And I want you to be um, provided for. That is God's heart for you. But God's heart, number one, is for you to be free. And that's what victory is all about. God does not want a successful church. And if you've been looking at the news lately, there is a hit against successful church. But we want victorious church. Jesus died for a victorious church and he's coming back for for a victorious church. Speak well of the church. And if you don't like something, pray about it. If something somebody's doing is annoying you, pray for them. Speak well over them. Mm. We are commanded to bless those who curse us and to do good to those who spitefully use us. How much more in the household of faith? Mm. Because I'm telling you now, this is where we rub against each other, iron against iron. This is where the grindstone is, is in the household of faith. Mm. Because Jesus was the rock of offense, so the rest of us are little flint stones to sharp <laughs> yabba dabba do to sharpen up, not to wear down. If you're getting wear down, worn down, <laughs> then then you're actually got a religious spirit there saying this is how it shouldn't be happening. I'm amazed at how many people that I don't like have taught me good, the best love in my life because. They have brought out love in my life, even though I don't like them that much. They've actually shown me what real love is because I've had to change my attitude, my mindset, and start speaking well over them. And not just, oh, bless them, God, if you can, but but actually saying lord may they lack nothing in their life bless their children may they be fruitful and prosperous in whatever they put their hand to may they sleep well tonight may they have good dreams may they have a you know may their family follow well after you oh sorry i'm the second point is don't drift don't drift how easy is it to drift
1: <laughs>
0: it's pretty easy it's way too easy to drift and so many of us think drift near to God and he'll draw near to you i'll just i'll just come along to church and hopefully i'll catch something no 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 draw near to god there is actually it's a rowing thing draw draw near to god it's a pulling up the the water out of the well draw near to it takes some effort it takes a little bit of you know tenacity in your life to say god i can't hear your voice at the moment but i'm regardless of that i know you're speaking i know you're sowing from heaven and i know you're you only have good for my life God will make all things work together for good. That's what his word says. So draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's what James says. But we think, oh, just drift along with it. No, no, no. Everything drifts away. If, don't drift away from God. Don't drift. We, this is a challenge right at the moment. Don't drift, guys. Don't drift. This is a prophetic word. Speak well and don't drift. Oh my goodness! Don't drift, don't drift. I've actually even got a scripture, a few scriptures on this. But Kylie, do do, do you want to join in? Because I brought you up here for something. (laughs) Not just to look gorgeous. She's got some great things to say.
1: On that, on that, don't drift. I feel like God wants to restore true lordship back to the church again. That's our foundation. That's the foundation of salvation is the lordship of Jesus. It's, it says in Romans 10, I haven't been able to get this scripture out of my mind this week. It just keeps coming back to me. Um, so I think God wants me to, sh- to share it. It says if you, uh, this is Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And, and I, I believe that God wants to restore true lordship because that, that is the foundation of our salvation, that we confess with our mouth, not that Jesus is our saviour. We're, we're all very comfortable with Jesus being our saviour. But there's a lordship aspect to our salvation that can't be overlooked if we're going to be authentic followers of Jesus. And, and that word confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord doesn't just mean that you come up and pray a prayer and say, yes, I confess in this moment that Jesus is Lord. I, I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I'm saved. That box is ticked. I've said the prayer. It's all good. That, that phrase, confess with your mouth, means to come in agreement with the Lordship of Jesus. It means to make a verbal covenant that from this day forward, Jesus is going to be Lord of my life. It means from this point on, I lay down my life at the feet of Jesus and I declare that what the Word of God says, that I am no longer my own, I've been bought with a price. I no longer live for myself. From this point on, I live for the sovereign Lord. I live for Jesus. Lordship and salvation are like this. They can't be separated. So I, I believe there's going to be a restoration of true lordship when we can no longer sit in the church and say, I follow Jesus, but, but I'm still lord of my own life. I'm still free to make my own choices and choose my own path. If it contradicts the word of God, then it contradicts lordship. It means that he is not really lord of our life. And, and if we, if we are avoiding certain scriptures because we know that our life is not really adding up to those scriptures or or what it says in the Word of God, then we're not living in a place of true lordship. We're living in a place of having one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And and that, that day needs to come to an end where true discipleship and true lordship needs to be restored to the church where we, we stand up and say this is what it, it looks like to be truly sold out for Jesus is I lay down my life. He is number one and I live according to his word and his principles and anything apart from that I lay down at his feet and I sacrifice it on the altar and I give it to him and I ask him to burn it up and I ask his fire to come and consume it Because it can't remain in my life if I'm going to be a true follower of Jesus. If I'm going to be an authentic disciple of Jesus, if people are going to look at my life and see him in me, then he needs to be Lord. So, yeah, the, the day of compromise is coming to an end. The day of the church living in compromise and still claiming to be Christians has to come to an end. Because we're living in the last days and for the church to be truly, to rise up and be the powerful church that God intended us to be, we can't live in compromise and expect the power of God to be alive in the church. We're stripping the church of power if we want to live lives that please us and still claim to be followers of Jesus. We are stripping our lives of power. If we claim to be followers of Jesus, but we're not willing to pay the price to live in obedience.
0: And the and the fruit of that mm-hmm. is salvation. And we think, yeah. oh, that means access to heaven. No, that word is sozo, whole, healed Yeah. And, and harmony. Complete. That's what it means. Yeah. It means harmony, wholeness, and being at peace. Mm. Who doesn't want peace in their life? Who doesn't want peace in understanding that if I lay this down at the feet of Jesus, if I lay this down and 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 submit to his lordship, and there used to be an old term, by your leave, that we would live by our superior's leave, which meant if, if you don't give me authority to leave, then I'm just staying here until you do. I remember how I'm going to, is it all right if I just bear a really, um, oh, a story in my life. So when I was a teenager, I was an idiot. Any other men in that say, <laughs> t- yeah, good, I'm glad. <laughs> we're in good company. Now Kylie and I started going out together when we were young. Didn't know what it meant, but in our days we went out with each other. Um, but at one point my friends were all going out and having fun and riding motorbikes and shooting and blowing things up and they were going oh Steve you're under the thumb you you don't get to come out with us and I'm like I don't get to come out with you we're riding motorbikes I don't get to ride motorbikes you know and it was total But oh, no, no, I stopped you yeah Kylie wasn't stopping me I just wanted to be around Kylie she smelled a lot better than what they did and she looked a lot better than they did but through deception i started treating kylie badly and i started treating her very poorly in my life because i'm being very vulnerable here okay it's not it's not a time that i was i'm ever proud of at all and so we got to a point where i i just said i think we need a break now i was unaware that of how much Kylie had been disappointed by men in her life and when I said I want let's have a break because I was just she knew something was wrong and I was just treating her poorly I was wanting to go off and I wasn't telling her about it because I was an idiot and then so we we broke up and she was crying and I'm like we're we're just having a break you know, in my head, I was just going to go off and ride motorbikes, shoot things and blow things up for a while. And I and was going to wait. And Kylie would be there <laughs> waiting for me. Is there a sign saying idiot? You know? Like. So I was an idiot. I'm growing out of it. Day by day, in Jesus' name. And as soon as... Um, we split up. We had our little break. All my, a bunch of my friends were then knocking on her door, going, she's a free agent now. And I'm like, you filthy animals. You know. Like, and there was one guy who was really wanting to get married and he was, he was putting on the charm and he had a lot more money than me and he had a few years on me. And I'm like, hang on. Mind you, she went out to dinner with him like two days after we broke up. Now I'm I'm really shocked that there was a whole bunch of you who went, yeah, so she should have. <laughs> so then I I turned I into get this your attention somehow. I turned into this pathetic crying, sooking, whining, gro I did the I can do a grovel like you guys have never seen in your life. And for weeks, I was pleading with Kylie and she was just like, nah, you are dead to me. No responses, please. <laughs> no, yes, so she should have, you know. And um, and it wasn't, and I remember, like, I was not in a good place. I, I didn't, I cried for weeks. And I had, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That sounded like Paul Grobler. <laughs> so, and I don't know who this is for, okay? I'm not just telling a funny story here. Actually, this is a tragic story for me. <laughs> and, um, and I, oh man, I was praying about it, but it was all about me. I was praying, God, bring it back to me. I restore this for me. And... And I, ha- I was being consoled by a lot of young girls in the church who I didn't realize they were after me. I don't know why, because I was an idiot. And, um, and I was crying on their shoulders, and they thought they were getting leeway with me, but it was all about Kylie. You know, like... <laughs> be careful who you spend time with and who you get counsel off in your life. Because bad company corrupts bad company corrupts and I'm not saying they were like corruptive but I had these guys talking in my life telling me lies and it started me on this pathway I learned some massive lessons and I just thank God that he can make all things work together for good I wish it was the last mistake I made in our relationship but it wasn't but it wasn't until I I absolutely poured my heart out to God and I was praying one night and I was saying, God, you know, please bring her back into my life. I need, you know, Kylie's the one for me. And I distinctly heard the Holy Spirit say, but are you the one for her? And I just, I'd never thought of that before. And I just pondered on it and I just started thinking about it. And I, I remember going downstairs and mum and dad were sitting around our little potbelly stove in their A-framed house on 11th Street. And I said to them, "I." and mum said straight away, what's happened? Because I'd changed. I wasn't crying and full of... I didn't look like a glazed donut from all the snot on my face. Or, and um, I said, God just spoke to me. And this is what he said. And he said, uh, he questioned... He, he actually put this question in my heart. Am I the right person for her? Because at that moment, I was not. I was so f- selfish and so self-oriented that it was all about me and it wasn't about her at all. So I said to them, the Holy Spirit said to me, I need to let her go because if I'm not the right person for her, then I need to be praying for the right person for her because I love her so much that I want her to have the right person in her life. And it was hard for me to do that because I was an idiot and really self-centered. But as I released that to God and I prayed about it and I said, Father, I want her to have the right man. And if it's not me, then may he be a godly man. May he be a righteous man. May he be a man to, to provide great children and to be a great husband and to, and to honour her as she is worthy to be honoured. And... and May he love Jesus. May he just love Jesus. And as I was praying these things out, and I and I just released it to God. And guys, I don't know who this is for this morning, because this was not in our notes at all. God did a shift in Kylie. She rang me up. She didn't want anything to do with me at all. Like I had burnt her and she just said, you burn me once, never going to do it again. And, um, and she rang me up the next day and says, we need to talk. And, and we're still together. <laughs> but don't drift. Coming back to that point, don't drift, guys. God has your future already ordained. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. And though they fall, though they fall twice, they will not be cast down for the Lord upholds them with his hand. God has got this. God has got your future. God has got everything sorted out for you. Don't drift. Can I just read a scripture here? Galatians 1, 3 to 10, and it's out of the Passion Translation. Some people have questioned why we like the Passion Translation, because it's a a translation of a translation. And I just say, please don't be ignorant in your life. Go get a Bible, open it up, and see how... They have actually written that Bible. It's not a translation of a translation. The Passion Translation is very, and the Message Translation, they are written in modern language from the original manuscripts. They're taken from the original Hebrew and Aramaic, from the original old Greek, from the even back, they used use the old, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls as well as part of the manuscripts. The Passion Translation isn't just the NIV written to new words. It is the Word of God just given in a new way. The Gutenberg Bible, which is one of the earliest German books written was came from Martin Luther when he said we we can't just be reading in Latin anymore because the common person in Germany reads in German we need to put this into common language for the German people it's the same today we need this in the common language and it's there's the form of words so and a lot of people want to get the form of the words right because they think the authority is in getting the words right. And then there's the, um, I I said it to you this morning, it was genius. Uh, I'll remember the other word, but it's it's virtually getting the, the phrasing of the words right. It's not the word that I'm looking for, Holy Spirit, help me. But It's the essence of the words. And that's what the power is because the Aramaic, the Hebrew, the Greek are such broad terms that they give us very specific um, direction in the words. So we have different versions because why? because, Because they bring out another aspect of the depth and the glory and the majesty of the word of God. Now, this is beautiful because this is coming from Paul writing to the church at Galatia. And he says, may God's undeserved kindness and total well-being that flow from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus be yours. He's the anointed one who offered himself as a sacrifice for our sins. He has rescued us from the evil world system. Oh, praise God. And set us free, just as our Father God desired. For those that might have missed it, Steve spoke a profound word where he says, it began with freedom, it ends with freedom, and we are sustained by freedom. That is God's plan. It says here, you know, we are free just as our Father God desired. May all the glory be to God alone throughout time and eternity. Eternity isn't just a long time. It's time and eternity outside of time. Amen. Amen. May it be so, he says. Then he says this, I am shocked over how quickly you have strayed away from the one who called you in the grace of Christ. I'm astounded that you now embrace a distorted gospel. That is a fake gospel gospel that is simply not true there is only one gospel the good news of Christ yet you have allowed those who mingle law with grace to confuse you but even if we we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel different from the one we preach to you let them be under God's curse he's not being light in this at all Let me make it clear, anyone, no matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the gospel that you have received, let them be condemned and cursed. He's being very firm about this. I'm obviously not trying to flatter you or water down my message to be popular with men but my supreme passion is to please god for if all i attempt to do is please people i would fall sorry i would fail to be a true servant of christ if you're listening to a message that is watered down at the moment if you have some friends in your life saying no 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 you you can still do this or you can get away with that or you don't have to be like this or you don't have to be like that I just say, please, get to know what the Word of God says and get to hear the voice of the Spirit again. Be led by the Spirit again. The other scripture, do you want to say anything on that?
1: I just, I just want to say that I think sometimes we confuse religion with Righteousness. We, we think that if, um, if God requires a certain level of or a certain moral code or a certain level of holiness, that we put that in the religious box and say that's just religion, but it's actually authentic discipleship is to set yourself aside to live a holy life. That is not religion. That's authentic discipleship. And we, like he said here, I'm not watering down the gospel and, and we need to be careful that we don't try and package Christianity in a way that's more palatable to the world by watering it down. Yeah. It actually means that you lay down your life and you follow Jesus. And, and when people get saved, we need to be honest with them about what they're doing. They're laying down their life to honour Jesus. And we, we, we as the church have shied away from words like sin and we've shied away from words like repentance because it's, we think it's not palatable and we think it's going to scare people away, but sin is still sin and we still need to repent of anything that doesn't please God. And I think those words need to be restored back to the church, that you know we call it, we call sin a uh, indiscretion or we call sin compromise but sin is sin anything that doesn't honor god is sin and we need to repent of it that that's what true discipleship yeah. is and repentance so not is watering turning around down the word of god yeah is turning yeah.
0: around and getting mm. back into following yeah fellowship of jesus
1: yeah it's and a privilege god is, god is cleaning up his church right now oh yeah wow. You, you, you look around and you see God is cleaning up his church right now. Anything that's been hidden in the darkness is coming to the light big time. And I would rather humble myself at the feet of Jesus than have to be humbled. I would rather repent right now of anything that I know that is in my closet than have to be humbled before men. Yeah. Because God is cleaning up his church. He wants an authentic bride. He's coming back for a pure bride, yeah. a bride that is sold out to him, faithful to him and not faithful to the world. That's what he's coming back for. And, yeah.
0: The pattern of this world is based <laughs> on the, the prince of the power of the air. Steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, mm. free life, life to the fullest. Ephesians 5 says, Be imitators of God in everything you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters. And continue to walk surrendered to the extravagant, surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ. For he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for you. His great love for us was pleasing to God, like an aroma of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. Then it goes on to say, and have nothing to do with sexual immorality, lust, or greed, for you are His holy ones, and let no one be able to accuse you of them in any form. Guard your speech, speak well. Forsake obscenities, and worthless insults. These are nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Instead, let worship fill your heart and spill out in your words. For it has been made clear to you already that the kingdom of God cannot be accessed by anyone who is guilty of sexual sin or who is impure or greedy. For greed is the essence of idolatry. How could they expect to have an inheritance in Christ's kingdom while doing those things? That's what's beautiful about repentance. The old goes, the new comes. If we confess our sins to our Father, He is just and able to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God, and we stop there. No, no. Seek first the kingdom of God. Rachel's mouthing it to me, and his righteousness. His righteousness. Now, if you're thinking, oh, but that means that I can't do this and can't do it. No, 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 no. There is freedom in his righteousness. There is freedom in his righteousness. There is freedom in his righteousness. But it's not freedom to do what we want. It's freedom to get to be who we are and who God has made us to be. This is not where our conversation was going this morning. I have loved this. There's, there's so much this.
1: joy in I lay down my life. Yes. Yes true we we've lost the joy of i lay down my life i surrender it's a beautiful thing yeah we we think when we surrender to the lordship of jesus that there's so much that we have to give up but there's so much that we gain because we can then be led by perfect love We can entrust our lives into the arms of a God who is perfect love, who will make better choices for us than we can ever make for ourselves, who will protect us more than we can ever protect ourselves, who will give us a life that is so much more beautiful than we can ever try and create for ourselves. There is so much joy in I surrender to perfect love. Not my will, but yours be done. That is such an amazing place.
0: I was astounded. Like, as Kylie was talking, I was reminded how the apostles and the disciples counted it all joy when they were beaten for the gospel. They counted it pure joy, not when they were just accused or uh, whatever. They were actually beaten and like and killed, and they counted it joy to do so. Stephen does this incredible oration, encompassing the whole history of Israel culminating in Jesus saying it's not because of Israel, not because they were special, but God chose them to bring this special one, this Jesus whom you crucified. And they all got upset at that. It was the truth. And this is a profound thing because Jesus now sits at the right hand of the Father interceding on our behalf. But something happened when Stephen is being stoned and says, Father, forgive them. Wow, father forgive them they don't know what they're doing the same thing and then he cries out I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the father he wasn't sitting at the right hand of the father he was standing at the right hand of the father going come on Stephen come on Jesus is standing at the right hand of the Father right now for each one of us saying, come on, come on, come on, don't get into deception, come on, don't get full of self-pride, don't don't think that you're just it in a bit or you can, someone's showing you attention or you've, you've got a new job and you're going to have enough money to do whatever you want with or any, it's God's money anyway. You are His, you don't, you are only here by the leave of God it is God Almighty who formed me and it's his breath who sustains me if you think that you are keeping your life safe you're deceived it is the breath of the Almighty that sustains us all praise be to God if you're able to stand can you just stand with us this morning My word, I I didn't know this is where we were going this morning. Welcome back to (laughs) Bolivinaka. Is that right? Oh, wow. Where did that come from? Father, I just thank you for Jesus. Salvation belongs to our God. Wholeness, healing, harmony belongs to our God. You are a warrior who saves a warrior who saves. You fight for us. You go before us. You, go, you come up behind us and you stand beside us. You are our strong tower. You are our shield. You are our fortress. You deliver us, Father. Father, I just thank you right now for the steps that you have ordered for each one of my brothers and sisters, from the youngest to the eldest, Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have poured out on mankind so that we can hear what heaven is saying, that we can get revelation through the written word of God, no matter what translation it is. Hallelujah. We can hear what heaven is saying to me, a rhema word, a fresh word, a now word for God from God, and nothing is impossible with a rhema word from God. Father, I thank you for your spirit of repentance that's here right now. Lord, I thank you for the wide open spaces that you've called each one of us into. I thank you for the, the good way that you've called each one of us into where we find rest for our souls, not confusion, not anxiety, not depression. We find rest for our souls when we stop at the crossroads and look for where your good way is. Right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for those that are standing at a crossroads in their life and they're not sure where the good way is. And there's influences coming from all different areas saying, hey, but this is good. This is good. This is good, but it's not the good way. Jesus, you are the way. We want to know where you are, Jesus. We want to follow the good way, the good shepherd. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Guys, just start thanking the Holy Spirit.
1: I want to invite you if you if you need to re-establish the Lordship of Jesus in your life, I want to invite you to take a stand this morning and come and stand up here. Maybe even when you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you didn't fully understand that that meant that he also needed to be Lord. Maybe there needs to be an in- an adjustment in the decision that you made when you followed. When you said, yes, I want to follow Jesus. It's not just about him being my saviour. It's about him captaining my ship. It's about him being in the driver's seat. It's about him being Lord. If you've been challenged by that this morning and you want to rededicate your life to Lord Jesus, I invite you to come and stand up here this morning and I want us to sing that song again
0: Father I thank you for your soft spirit that's here right now I really appreciate these times Father where we get to just connect with you you're such a generous Father you want the best for us. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. What God has in store for those who love Him. And Jesus said, if you love me, just do what I say. Because He showed His love to the Father by doing what the Father required of Him. Jesus, thank You for the example. Thank You for Your life. Thank You for Your teachings. Thank You for the atmosphere of Your life where You showed us who the Father was. You revealed His name, His character, His identity to each one of Your disciples And I'm so grateful that we are those, blessed are those who have not seen, yet still believe. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed because you have not seen, yet you still believe. While we're just here in this moment, can we just all agree by praying, just Just repeat what I say. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for Your awesome love. Thank You for sending Jesus. Jesus, I believe in You. I call on Your name. You are my Saviour. You are my Lord. Please forgive me where I've gone wrong where I've missed the mark. Wash me clean. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Amen. Father, I thank you right now for lives that are being transformed, even in this moment. I thank you for mindsets, wisdom flowing. Thank you for wisdom, spirit of wisdom right now for making the right decisions, for hearing the right voice. Thank you for ears to hear, eyes to see, heart to understand. Lord, I thank you right now for the doors that are opening, for the entrepreneurs in the church. Father, I thank you for the visions that are coming, for the creative people in the church. Father, I thank you for the technological breakthroughs that are coming to the engineers and for the the astute, whatever they are, those weirdos that can just make things out of nothing. Father, I thank you for what you have in store. Father, I thank you for the the marriages, for the children. Oh, Father, I thank you right now for pregnancies in the house. Come against that that barrenness right now and whatever is being spoken out we come against that prognosis or that diagnosis for those words where man has said it is impossible we speak pregnancies and fertility into our bodies right now into young men, young women right now healthy bodies Father I thank you for protection over seed, protection over wombs Protection over eggs right now. Father, I thank you for those that are crying out for relationships at the moment. Father, your heart is always for us not to be alone. So if there be barriers that are wrong barriers right now, Father, may the Word of God come in because it breaks and tears down strongholds never to stand again. May strongholds disappear. But as your Word also says, do not awaken love until it so desires. Father, where, where love has been awoken or innocence has been stolen, may it be sung back to sleep right now. May innocence come again. Thank you, Father. You you wash us as your word says. Though though your sins be like scarlet. (laughs) I will make them pure as snow. Pure, pure innocence. Father, I thank you for innocence being restored. Innocence being sung back to sleep. Sung back to sleep. Father, I thank you for protection over our young men and women as they negotiate love in this arena, for our young adults that are negotiating love and intimacy in this present darkness, in these times where the world is trying to contaminate and tell us there's a different way. There's only one good news. There is only one way. Father, I thank you for those that are even mature amongst us, that are desiring relationships. Father, I thank you that your heart towards us, that we would never be alone. It is not good for us to be alone. So we agree right now for the right partners, for the right relationships, for the right marriages, for the right people, for fruitful marriages. Father, I speak blessing and favour over each household. And where there are children that are maybe, yeah, just trying some different paths at the moment. Father, I thank you for wisdom for parents, wisdom in love, doing everything in love, speaking the truth in love. Father, I thank you for wisdom beyond understanding, discernment beyond knowing, Insight in Jesus' name to the core, whatever the core reason is. Father, I thank you for blessing parents, for blessing dads and mums with words of discernment, insight, and wisdom for their children. Mums and dads, you may even need to apologize. Said we got it wrong, but we want to show you that there is a right way. Father, I thank you for salvation. Salvation belongs only to you. Harmony is only found in you. Healing is only found in you. Father, I speak joy, the joy of the Lord. I speak peace, the peace of Christ that does not leave us. (laughs) Never leaves. Your peace never leaves. You don't give as the world gives You give eternally outside of time. Father, I thank you for rhema words coming in the middle of the night. I thank you for hearts being restored. I thank you for dreams and visions. I thank you for new businesses coming and being birthed. I thank you, Father, for for joy in the morning. Joy in the morning. Joy in the morning. Joy in the morning. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.